It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. TPV Radio, Central Texas. This is ARB. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Farmer's Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Michelle's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is Sterling Roberts, and you are listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of War. With Sis Diane LeBrin. Right now on TPV Radio. Over the weight of life with Sister Deanne Libreen. Hello, hello. Thank you for being with me again. As always, I am always excited when Tuesday evening gets here because I know. We are having a rendezvous, and guess what? This kind is legal, amen, and I believe the Lord enjoys it. Just don't let your mind get in the gut, okay? Praise God, but we are here to lift up the name of Jesus. We are here to speak. We are here to be honest, and we are here, most of all, to just let you guys know that here at TPV Radio, we love you, we are praying for you, and we want nothing but the best. For you, that's why we have so many programs trying to reach every demographic of people who's listening. We're trying to be as diverse as possible to make sure you guys are connected with the right voice in Jesus' name. So I am very proud to be a part TPV family. As always, Brother Chris, Sister Shanice, my heart uh, thanks always to you. I appreciate it. You guys, thank you again for joining me. I am author, speaker, and your host for the next, what, 57 minutes of Diane Liebrand. Please connect with me right here on the TPV website. Please like and follow me so every time I come on, you get your notifications so you don't miss the best that's happening. And the best just happened to be named 
Diane Libre. Amen. <laughs> yes. This is it. You know what? If you don't love yourself, let me tell you something. You can't get nobody to love you. You better look in the mirror. You better look at that face that's staring back at you. And you better love every inch and every part of what's staring back at you. Because when the Lord made you, he said you were good. Amen. And I don't know anybody who don't like good. But before we get started, let's invite the Holy Spirit into tonight's show. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for today, God. We give you praise, and we give you the glory and the honor, almighty God, that is due unto your name. We thank you for today. For today was not promised to us, God, but once again, you have us gathered here together. So, Lord, we say thank you. Father, as we gather to hear your words, Father, I pray that you will incline your ear unto the cries of the people. And, Father, I'm asking that you open the hearts of the people that they may be receptive, O God, to what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Forgive us, wash us, cleanse us, purge us, purify us, sanctify us, we pray today. Holy Spirit, would you have your way? Move like you want, O Holy Spirit. I release myself. I give you my hands, my mouth, my feet, Holy Holy Spirit, use me in whatever capacity you want to use me today. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Bless the Newtons as always, God. Cover them, keep them, protect them, provide for them. Make a way out of no way, God. Bless the vision, God. Bless the purpose and the destiny of TP TV uh, Radio Network. And, God, we will always give you the praise, knowing that no one else did it, God, but you. And that's how we want it. We don't want to owe nobody, but we want to be able to to give all glory to you because you are God alone and there's nothing you can't do. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand. Praise ye the Lord. Yes. I guess that's just me alone today, huh? <laughs> amen, 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 amen. I am excited. And I don't know where you are listening, but in the Dallas-Fort Worth Woo, Metroplex, we are 99 degrees. Yes, you heard me right, 99 degrees. And I'm telling you right now, you go out there, you're going to bounce back, you're going to jump up, <laughs> you're going to do something real quick. You know, the dogs don't even like being out there because it's too hot. But I just want to uh, soften the blow because I think tonight the Lord has placed something a little heavy on my heart to speak with you, as you know. My platform, praise God, is all about domestic violence, and I am grateful again to the Newtons for giving me this platform to bring awareness to domestic violence, not just once a week, but 365 days a year. Amen. So it's a beautiful thing because when we speak of domestic violence, we tend to think that domestic violence only happens to people who are in the world. We only think that domestic uh, violence happens. You know, a drunk man goes home and, you know, his wife may have burnt the food or he thinks he, he, he tastes the food is burnt and he beats on her and he wails on her and it's the ones in the trailer park, you know, that's abusing their children and not feeding their children. And, you know, we, we have all this, this, this uh, misunderstanding and misconceptions of, of what domestic abuse is, what domestic violence is. Some people say domestic violence. Some people say domestic abuse. It's all the same thing, okay? It's violence. Any way you put it, you are attacking somebody violently, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, sexually. You are attacking them in a manner that threatens them, that brings pain to them. So it's violence, it's abuse, however you want to use it. Some people don't like saying certain words because they try to soften it. But my thing is this, there's nothing soft about domestic violence. Okay, so I just want to I just wanna be very, very thankful at all times because of this platform. Because right now, there are so many victims that are suffering from abuse, and I'm pretty sure we're not going to know the exact statistics right now because we're not even all the way under lockdown. But I'm telling you, I can only imagine the victims who have suffered through this shutdown. 
I can only imagine the pain. So many women have cried. So many children have cried because they cannot go anywhere. They are locked in the house 24 hours a day with the person that has been violating them, and there is no escape for them. They are in the house. And I pray for people like that, and I also pray for the abusers, amen, that God will take a hold of them and God will park them somewhere like he parked Saul until he got his mind right, amen. So I I do believe, I've heard it said that abusers cannot change, but my God say he can do all things. So I do believe if we pray for them, I do believe they can and will be saved just like if we pray for the victims, I do believe God will give them the strength and the courage to be able to walk away from relationships that are not healthy. I also understand there are a lot of women who remain in these relationships, you know, even men. Because here's the thing. We often think it's only the men abusing women. And I think I need to speak more on that. I think I need to I need to make that more aware, you know, because it's not just men hitting on women. There are women, honey, that are just diabolical. There are women that think they are the man. There are women that will punk a grown man. There are women that will just destroy a man. And I say this today, and I say it every day. I have no respect, the same way I have no respect for a man, excuse me, who rapes a woman. I have no respect for a man who put his hand on a woman or a child. I feel the same way about a woman. I have no respect for a woman who come and want to slap a man around. I have no respect for a woman who molests and rapes their, their nieces, their nephews, and even their own children with incest and whatnot going. I have no respect for none of y'all, none of them. So I, 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 am, I am one of these people that you can, you can always trust not to be biased because here's the thing. I am a mother. I am a mother of two sons, and I am a mother of one daughter. I don't want to see no woman put her hands on my boy. Just like I don't want to see no man put his hand on my daughter. I have no intention of spending any time in jail or in prison, okay? But you mess with me and mine. Hey, that might be the day I blank out and I don't know. Who knows? You know? Who knows? Just whatever happened. But I just can't stand there and, and just watch you just go bananas on somebody. I can't do it. So when we speak of abuse, please don't just think it's the, the, the men. Because some of these women, they're ruthless. They will bite the man. They will slap. Let me tell you, just like these men are vicious, women are too. And I'm a woman. And somebody might be saying, but this Diane, you a woman. Or, or, you, or are you hating on women? No. I'm not hating on women. It's it, it just somebody else can say she was talking bad about men. Are you a, a man basher? No, baby. Ain't nothing more beautiful than a man to a woman. You hear me? The best thing God could have made for a woman was a man. Take that however you want to take that. Bank it. Don't bank it. Cash it in. Don't cash it in. However you want to take it, that's on you. But the most beautiful thing is for me to be with my man. And I think the most beautiful thing is for him to be with me. But at the same time, no woman is beautiful walking around with a black and blue eye. No man is beautiful walking around with his manhood being snatched from him every day, calling him a punk, calling him a sissy, calling him a mama's boy. No, we, we, we don't do that. We don't do that. And see, we, we oh, Jesus, you're going to get me in trouble. We don't do that. And then we go through things. And then we want to blame, especially the black culture, and we want to blame our black man. Before we start blaming, what? let's hit the roots. Let's see what's at the bottom of the roots. Because here's one thing. I'm not an American. Amen? I'm a born American, but I'm not American. My values and the way I see life is from the Caribbean. We're, we're, we're island people. Some of the way Americans deal with, with men, we don't deal like that. See? Shanice, uh, if Shanice is on, oh, she can come on. 
then I would love for her because we can go ahead and discuss that. In my home, my husband don't fix his own food unless he wants to. You, you know what I'm saying? If he want to fix his own food, he'll fix. But as his wife, I can't let my husband go out there and work all day and come back and you got to fix the food. I can't let my husband go out there and work and come back and, babe, you got to clean the house. And No, 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 I don't do that. Amen. And it's all because of the values that we instill in our children. And some mothers, y'all know y'all sons put in their hands on somebody else's daughter and y'all don't say nothing and vice versa. Some of y'all mothers, y'all know your daughters putting y'all their hands on somebody else's son and y'all don't say nothing. You are just as guilty. One of the things that uh, really bothered me, I mean, I knew my ex in laws. I knew the mother didn't like me and I knew a couple of the sisters didn't like me. But here's the thing. They knew how their sons I guess how her son and their brother was treating me. And because they didn't like me, they were living vicariously through him, knowing that he's hurting me. And this I've got to stop. Amen. We, we, can, we cannot have, we cannot know abuse is happening. And we don't say anything. So we, we have got to stop. So we have got to speak up. We have got to say something because... If we don't say something, any and anything goes. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I hate, uh, I hate, I hate uh, how, how this is going. So I'm gonna have me a little somebody with me tonight. Sister Shanice is gonna be with me a little bit tonight. So we're just gonna I'm talk sad. about just, you know, from, <laughs> from a woman's point of view. You know what I'm saying? What it is like to, to, to be abused first of all, and how we treat our men because the way we treat our men. We are teaching our men how to treat your daughters. And the way you treat your daughters, teach your daughters, you're teaching your daughters how to treat our men. And if we don't get it fixed from the root, it's not going to work out. If you as a father get upset and you don't have no self-control and you want to slap up mama, you lose your job, that's what you're telling your son to do when things doesn't go his way and vice versa. So we have got to, we have got to be examples. Amen. I have this book that, uh, my third book, it's called Abuser from the Pulpit Playboy series. And yes, you heard me right. Yes. And it's all about abuse in the church. Amen. Abuse in the church from the man, from, from the woman to the man and the man to the woman. So I have Sister Shanice on. Sister Shanice, how are you? I am blessed and highly favored, sister. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't even be mad at you. As hot as it is in Texas, I can't even oh, be yeah, mad at you. Yeah, but I'm hot. glad. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you you uh you came on because as I was saying earlier, you know when we speaking of of domestic abuse, and again I just want to be so grateful to have this platform to be able to speak so clearly, so freely without without judgment and ridicule. Yeah. You know when yeah. it comes to domestic violence because it's something that is hidden. You know, and and ninety nine percent of the time we only think it's men it's men doing doing wrong to women. But we're not talking about when women are doing wrong to men. So let's hash out a little some some right now in regards to what do you think or how do you think as a mother and as a wife, how do you think domestic abuse would affect your husband in the way he treats you? And it would affect somebody else's daughter the way your son see it. That's a math word, Sister Shanice. I hope I hope you can get that one. <laughs> yeah, domestic violence is domestic violence, you know. And sometimes yes. we, as as people, I'm not gonna say men or women, but we as people, because domestic violence can go both ways. It can go from where the man is abusing woman and the woman is abusing men as well. That's right. Go both ways, but you have to see the signs. First of all, if you meet him and, and you're dating him and he's aggressive or she's aggressive, you know, anything could happen there because, like I said, we as women could be aggressive. We as women could be what? could be like that as well because for me, I have to, you know, calm myself down a lot because I was a very aggressive person. I was. Um, <laughs> I was an person that, yeah, if, if you know 
if you come at me the wrong way, yeah, I would swing first. Would I that with you or not? I would have swing first, oh, but I had no. to learn how to humble myself as well. So you you have to know the signs. And first of all, if that person is aggressive, that is a sign. That that should be your first red flag. The way they talk to you, mm-hmm. the way they treat you, you know. But then they also go into what you have talked about before that narcissist person because one is narcissist as well you know we will that's right be aggressive we'll be that way we'll hit first and then you know we'll be nice after you know we buy you a gift mm-hmm. and stuff. all of those is signs of Say abuse what? and then when you talk about abuse you you're just not looking at physical abuse but there's mental abuse Mm-hmm. Mental abuse, and there's different types of abuse as well. Okay. So you have yeah. to, yeah, you have to look at it. What type of abuse this is? Is this the type of relationship I want to be in? Is this the person right. that I want to be? In? And then when you're talking about abuse, like for me, for example, when I was younger, I was in an abusive relationship. It was physical, but love. When you talk about mm. love, love is a whole total different thing, you know. A whole other thing. Oh, yes. Sometimes we love that person so much and we're being Mm -hmm. abused that we don't want to let go because we have love, you know, family and friends. Love. Love should not hurt. Love should not hurt. You know? Love should be loyalty, overstanding, you know, venturous. You everlasting. Mm-hmm. That that's what love Fine. is supposed to be. Everybody yeah. else has their own definition of love. But when you look at love and you don't see the positive and you love this person so much and all you're getting is the negative, you have to ask yourself, Why am I still What's here? Yeah. Why am I still now, here? Now when, now let me yes. now one of the reasons why one of the reasons why sometimes the signs are there and and Women, we don't pay attention to it because we like the idea of love. We love love. We love to be in love. We love to have a man call and say, "Hey, girl, what you doing? Girl, what you got on?" We love that. It put a it you know it put a smile on 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 our faces. And for women who have not had any positive reinforcements from their parents, whether it be from mom or dad, or you know. It, when you get somebody, whether it's a man that has low self-esteem, because that does happen. There are men who suffers from low self-esteem. There are men yep. who have no self-value. There are men who have no self-worth. So when you meet a man or a woman in that position, when you get to feed them, it's like a plant that's dying. Once you start putting a little water on there and it starts growing, that person uh-huh. will get more and more attached to you, you know. Yes. So it gets to the point sometimes where we see the flag, but after, when we see the flag, the the after, the moment after, the days after, those get so good that we are willing to let these things happen, not realize it. We are putting ourselves in a perpetual state where we are like a revolving door. We're just going around. Things are good. We're on the out. Spin again. We're on the inside. It's hot outside. It's cold and vice versa. And we just get in that place and we are like that. And we typically typically say a woman is weak. Uh, I don't know what she see, why she ain't staying, why she's still staying there. And the, the same thing about a man. It gets to a point. When you've been abused for so long, when you've been in that cycle of abuse for so long, it gets to a point the victim stays not out of love but out of fear. If yes. you and speak to, you you agree, right? Yes, and and, and sometimes is you know not just women but men is a fear of mm-hmm. loneliness. They, mm-hmm. they they have a fear of being by themselves. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, I could say this and to our listening audience tonight. Don't matter what type of abuse you've been in, you have to learn to love yourself again. Yes, if you yes, never had that type of love, you have to learn to love yourself first. 
That's right. Because to the end of the day, it begins It begins with God, first of all. To the beginning right. and the end, it begins with God. But after it God, is. it begins with you. You with first, you. you last. You know, and like what you said, you know, sometimes we as human beings was abused that we pass it on to our kids and then they mm-hmm. become abusers or sometimes not just for the men because I'm not here to pick on the men because I have nine brothers. Right. So I'll defend the men when they need to be defended and I'll be against them when they need to be against. But for the men, you know, if you have boys, teach them to be a man. If right. you're not a man, Teach yourself to be a man. Now, I'm not saying for you to be out there and to give in to everything. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying teach yourself to be a man. And, you know, I I, I see, for me, I see backwards. I I think that the men should teach their daughters. Why I'm saying this is because a father could teach their daughter things that Mm -hmm. a mother teach their daughter. We can teach them to be a woman, but from a man's Mm -hmm. point of view in life, it's something that we could never teach them. Teach them how to look out for what we call those dog dog guys. Those that would just come and use you for the body, use you for what you got, use use you for what you could give them. And for our mothers, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. show our men, our young men, our boys, show them what to expect and what not to expect from a woman. It's not all about cleaning the house and cooking. Yes, that should come. But teach them about the, even if you wasn't raised in a situation and you was bound with that gold or silver spoon in your mouth and the spoon wasn't Mm -hmm. round, teach them. This is how a woman, my, my kids then, my, my children have seen their father open and close the door for me. The car door, yeah. the door to the store. They they have seen that. So they know right. this is what a man's supposed to be. If he's but a gentleman, that's no. right. there's a difference between a man and there's and a, a difference boy. between a gentleman. Yeah, you know. See, um, a and man. Don't forget, don't forget a boy too, Sister Shinny. Don't forget a boy oh, yeah. too, because we, there are a lot of there are there are a lot of men that that looks like men. They they're six feet and and whatever, but they're still boys. Yep, they're still boys, and then sometimes we we as women end up with somebody that is a boy, especially if they're mm-hmm. a mama boy. And we blame it on the mom. Sometimes it's not necessarily the mom, but it could be that she's been through a situation that she's protecting that child. And we have to overstand that. Some of them, yes, some some moms, they they baby their son too much and and not let them be on their own and they're grown men. But we have to see and observe. As women, as men, as human beings, we should be very very observant of the person, the type of relationship they have with their mom, you know, and right. if it's something not for you, do not enter it. Now, if you, you know, I'm going to share, I'm going to share something personally, you know, my mother-in-law, she didn't care for me at first, she didn't, but now we're getting along, you know, we actually have small conversations here and there, but at first she didn't like me, and it was right. okay. Because to the end of the day, I knew who my husband was. I know he had flaws. I had flaws as well. We both made mistakes as well. But that's who I decide to marry. And he decided to say yes when I asked. So that's what I was first. You know, any other relationship from outside our family comes after but I put my family first the same way. And I had to learn that. I might have to speak on that. Because I used to put my siblings and other family members before him. Because that's how we was raised in the island. You know, a man come, right. a man go. Your family are always Right. Be you don't ask that, no questions. Not questions yes. asked. From a yes. woman from the island, your family come first. Because when he leaves. Who do you think competed? And that's how we were raised. And I had to break it down to him. And then he break it down to me. And I'm like, okay, I got it. It it took some years. It took, I I ain't gonna lie. It took some years. But, you know, sometimes I do backfly and I do make mistakes. But he reminds me. But then again, 
going back to what we were saying. Just observe the person that you with. If it's something that you don't want to be in, then don't be in it. But sometimes we have females and we have males, they wear a mask. You don't see that side of them until you into the relationship. Listen, it's never too late. I know they said God is against divorce, but it ain't working. My advice leave. Get out. It's like the guest we had last week, remember? She was saying uh, she was in that relationship with that guy for two years. Uh, if you guys, if there's anyone who's listening and you did not catch the show last week, you can go to the website, and it's right there, Victory Over the Weights of Life, uh, the 2nd of June. You can go and you can listen to that one. And she was in a marriage. She said for 30 years, and I guess after a while, stuff started to fizzle out, and she started looking for romance on the Internet, and she found this guy in California. And for two years, everything was gravy. When she left Virginia to go to California, things were good the first night. The next night, he snapped. He put his hands on her. And and a lot of us, we don't realize that when it comes to domestic abuse, the entire time they were talking on the phone for these two years, he what we don't realize, they are prepping you. They put you in a oh, yeah. place where, where, where they prep you mentally, where they prep you emotionally, where they put you, and every now and then they'll give you, they'll give you a test drive, I say. So they'll take you high on an, uh, on an emotion, and then they'll drop you back. And then they'll mm-hmm. take you high mentally, and then they'll and they'll see how mm-hmm. long you're gonna do. And the more you do it, the harder the drop is, and the longer it takes to pick you back up. The harder. And when you get in that place, nine out of ten times, before somebody asks you what's your name, you have to think what 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 mm-hmm. your name is. And the thing is, uh, from the way it sounded, like she said, there was no domestic violence in her house. And this is why I say all the time, not because there was no abuse in the family. That does not necessarily mean it cannot come to your front door because you may, you, you may have a home, mom and dad, everything is peaches and cream. And I'm going to say this, even in the Christian family, even oh, yeah. in the Christian family, oh, yeah. everything oh, is yeah. good. Every Sunday morning, uh, Sunday school and everything, and you raise your babies right, and then she goes to school, goes to college, or fall in love with somebody who looks the same. And there are so many abuses nowadays are hiding behind the word Christianity. There are so many, there are so many abuses, and I'm telling you, I know them, seen them, heard them for myself. Uh, a past dogmatic towards their wife, uh, what you call it, prophets. Mental abuse like crazy. There are so many first ladies who walk away from marriages that that write their books about being in a relationship with a man of God on the outside and behind closed doors. There, there's just a devil spawn. And so many women, we look at that. Oh my God, pastor is such a good man. Whatever. You don't know the only pastor. You know the only thing you know about pastor is what you see in the pulpit. Behind closed yep. doors, you don't know that. So when you grow up in a place where everything is safe, and then you say, "Oh, I'm gonna marry Pastor Son, and I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna be a first lady or a first man or however you want to put it," and then you get and everything is peaches and cream, planning up the wedding dates and everything. Oh my Sharia, more. Oh, everything is beautiful. Oh, girl, what get to you. Fine. And every yes, yeah. and then you come home, and all of a sudden he realized. Uh, you're my wife. So you're no longer a person. You're my wife. You're property. Mm-hmm. Domestic violence doesn't knock on the door and say, hey, do you mind if I come in and wreck your life? Domestic, it, it don't do, it just bogarts. It bogarts, it comes about, in, and domestic about, violence is all about destroying. What about this? What about I, what? I love, I hit you. I hit you. I didn't mean to, but I did it because I love you. Or I, yes. I did it. I did it because you made me angry at that time. You know, these are, are, listen, sisters and brothers out there. Yes, this is the nonsense. They tell you the first time they hit you, 
get out. Mm. Because out. if it happened once, it will happen again. Okay? Mm. Another personal story. My mom been with my dad from the time she was 15 years old. Wow. My dad is, my dad died a couple years back, 2009. So it's 11 years for him, 12 years for my mom come November. My mom wow. been with my dad until she was 42 when she got pregnant with me. That's when I guess she couldn't take things anymore. She just took some of the smaller kids and left, and some of the older ones went with her. She left. You know, there's a lot of issues there with, within my siblings that they didn't agree how my mom did, what my mom did, how she did it, and stuff. My mom died 2008, family and friends. And my mom was a person that never spoke about her past. And that's, that's the bad thing we have with our older island moms. They don't speak about mm-hmm. their past. Now, mm-hmm. my oldest sister would be 65, 66, coming August. So she's the oldest one. She saw a lot of things. She met my dad's parents and stuff like that because she was the first child for my mom and dad. He had one. My mom had one when she met my dad at 15 years old. She already had a child. Dad already had a child because my dad was 19 years older than my mom. So my mom was 15, but my dad was 19 years older than my mom. With that being said, the age difference, Sometimes with older women, older men, because they're older, they, they take control. They think they have control over you. If you're in a relationship like that too, you're not comfortable and it's controlling, you need to leave. But the point I'm getting at this is my dad used to sleep around on my mom's hand so bad. When my dad died, I had siblings saying, oh, that was daddy girlfriend. That was daddy girlfriend. That was daddy girlfriend. Wow. My, father been with, my father been with three sisters. Three sisters, okay? Yes. He was a rolling stone. With that being said, as well, nobody knew my dad used to abuse my mom, okay? Mm -hmm. And that did not come out until after. I'm saying that to say this. Sometimes we step out in public. We paint Mm -hmm. a picture perfect. But behind doors... Behind doors, we don't know what's going on. You know, sometimes we say home, um, shut your door and lick your child. Mean mm-hmm. minding your business. Mind your business. This is mm-hmm. how, how it was raised. Mind your business. You ain't got no business and not mind your business. But we That's as right. people, for some part of us, we just tend to get in other people's business to help stop something. That's just right. how we is. If the neighbor gang beat, we're going to eat our car and police. We just Joe, wh- why? What going on? And we will look to fight you. Yeah. Whether it's woman right. or man, we're going to defend that man. We're going to defend that woman. But I'm saying this to say this. Stop being silent. Stop being silent. Because when you don't say, when you have kids at a very young age and you think they're not hearing, they're listening. They're when you think that oh, yeah. they're not, they don't see, it's because they are already seen. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a woman being abused in a relationship and your child see it, explain to your child what's going on because you don't want your child to go through the same thing that you've been through. I I haven't yeah. seen my mom got abused because some of your friends. I'm the last of the thirteen. Like I said, the oldest one between my mom and dad will be sixty five, sixty six this year. My oldest brother, my father, so he'll be sixty seven, sixty eight. Now, my wow. dad would have been over 100 years this year. 11 years, he'd have been 101 coming come October. My mom, would have been in her, my mom would have been in her 80s. Listen, wow. like I said, I never seen my mom got abused because that was after my mom had me. She was a single parent. I've seen one of my older sisters got abused by her husband at the time. I turned and I said... That will never be me. At a young mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. you know what's happening. I end up in an abusive relationship at the age of 18. Yeah. My mom sent me away and because I thought I was in love. When I came back, I ended right back up in that relationship. When I decided yeah. that I had enough. And sometimes that's the problem. We might force somebody to get out of the relationship, but sometimes hopefully it's not too late and it caused their death. Sometimes they mm-hmm. have to be ready to exit that relationship. 
You know what, Sister Shanine? You know, you know what? This this lady, this lady contacted me from Jesus or she had Georgia or someone. She can't. And this is the exact thing she told me. Her daughter is in this abusive relationship, and she is so afraid for her. And I think she had a grandchild. I think it's a granddaughter. And she's so afraid for them. And she's doing all she can. And she's trying to encourage her daughter any way she can to tell her to get out of the relationship. So she reached out to me because she can't understand why her daughter is not getting out when she keeps getting beat and she keeps being treated badly. And I have to tell her, I say, you may not want to hear this or anybody's listening. You may not want to hear this. You may not like this. But when the abuse is going on, they are not going to leave until they make up their minds to leave. And if their minds cannot be forced, you cannot force them to make up their mind. If you force them to make up their mind, the minute they can go back with that abuser, they will go back. It's like, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but some women have to hit rock bottom. Some women oh, yeah. have to look at themselves in the mirror and see the black eye. They have to see that they're, they're missing a tooth. Their arms are in a sling. They have to hit like rock bottom. And when they hit rock bottom, that's when their eyes open. And that is my greatest fear because sometimes rock bottom is not, is because sometimes rock bottom does not give you a chance to come back up. Sometimes yeah. rock bottom, you get a hit and you stay there. You stay there. And I, I, I try to tell women all the time, like I say, if, if a man hits you because uh, this lady told me, she said uh, she, she got remarried and it was uh, her husband's uh, uh, second marriage as well. And apparently him and his first wife had a little tussle or whatever, and he, he thought he would be able to do the same thing to her. She said the first time he raised his hand at her, she came at him and she told him basically, you ever do that again? You ain't never going to raise that hand again. And I do believe some men, they can change. I do believe that. But then there are some of them who just like the power to be able to abuse. And some women just like the power to be able to abuse, to see somebody being reduced down to a puddle. It's some sick, twisted compulsion right out of hell. And that stuff, when I see it, it bothers my spirit. And when you see they get like that, that's when they victim cannot leave. You know, I remember when my kid's father, when he put that 380 to my head, I was pregnant with my daughter. I had my son in my arm and he put that 380 to my head. And when he did that, I had no place to go, and I kept on coming up with a plan. After I had my daughter, three months after I had my daughter, so that would have to be about six months later, I said, you know what, I got to go. I did not care about the bed. I did not care about the furniture. I did not care about anything. It got to the point now where, hey, this is critical. I got to go. I packed up my stuff, and I say to the Lord, Lord, help me to never go back. And I packed myself. I never looked back. I never turned back. This, when I met my ex-husband, because women, we are emotional. We talk. You know, we tell what's in our heart, you know, because we, you know what I'm saying? We we, we, we love. And, you know, we, we don't want to come because a lot of people say we come with a lot of baggage. But if we have a place to release this baggage, you know, we don't come in with any baggages. So I wanted to make sure everything was cool. So homeboy just disguised himself totally different from what I thought he was. That's why in my book I call him the perfect chameleon because the man that I met and the man that I divorced, two entirely different persons, different people. And we don't realize that sometimes you can change. They can make a difference. But some people, they like how they are. They like the power. And another thing, if they are a narcissist, they will not allow you to leave because the thing is this, you have to make the life that you pretended from the beginning, it has to continue. I was talking to a friend last week, and her husband, oh, God, he's, he's a classic narcissist, ex-husband, classic narcissist as well. And I was saying to her, I said, you know what? I say one thing I really learned 
about narcissism. When you are in a relationship with a narcissist, whether it be your mother, you know, it's not, it, it, it wouldn't work out like that because you have to make mom look good. But when you are married to a narcissist or you are engaged to a male or female or whatever that's a narcissist, you have got to become like the most perfect liar. And the thing is, it happens, and you don't even realize it's happening because you, when they met you, they put on such a show that you truly believe that's who they are, that's how they are, and how it will always be. And you go out the second time, and he's a gentleman, and she's a sweetheart. So when things start getting bad, you can't come out and say, oh, he ain't nothing and she ain't nothing. Because now, you know what I'm saying, you've made him to look like he's the greatest, and you've made her to look like she's the best. So we can't come back and tear them down. And we all know anybody who's been with an, an, with an abuser or who's a narcissist, we all know whenever you try to bring correction, two things going to happen. They are going to turn it on you, first of all, and then nine out of ten times they're going to put their hands on you or they're going to put their mouths on you. They're going to beat you down physically. They're going to beat you down mentally, emotionally, and even financially. Domestic violence is an ugly, 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 ugly thing. And, again, that's why I am so happy we have this platform, especially to speak to people in the church because people in the church don't believe that this happens. Or if there is domestic violence in your home, that means you're not fully delivered. But the devil is a lie. There are people who've been married for years, who've been in church for years, who met in church, who married in church, and they are still being abusive to their wives. They're still yep. molesting their children. They're still doing evil things. So not because somebody looks a certain way, I have to say that, and I keep saying that, not because they have a title, you know what I'm saying? Not because they're the police, not because they are a judge, not because they are a teacher, they are a Sunday school teacher, they are a pastor, they are your uncle, they are your cousin, somebody. It happens everywhere, in every culture, in every nationality, and in every economic status. Yep. It happens. It happens. And, 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 and it's like it's not getting no better. It's not getting no better because nope. it's like now we, we're pushing everything else over domestic violence. And with this shutdown, I cannot begin to understand. I, can, I don't even want to think about it. how many women, even as we're speaking right now, are in pain. How many women, even right now, we're speaking, have their hands bandaged up, their lip bruised or busted, missing a tooth, eye black and blue, ribs are hurting. How many of them have? so many belt scars and different things around their necks and stuff like is it happening right today yeah and it's not it's happening right today they need to speak out speak out because yes for me i mean people hear me talk and i talk a lot about me my marriage my life my past and People see me smile. They see me as an outgoing person. And sometimes they don't know the things that I've been through, especially with that mm-hmm. abusive relationship. This abusive relationship lasts a little over a year. And within that mm. year, I was attacked many times. You know, um, back home, we have windows that we um them aluminum windows, where I was yeah. in a room of my mom's apartment in my bedroom. And he tried to open the windows to come in. I, I was pushed out of a moving car. He attempted to beat me with a hammer. You know, it, it had this one time he tried to run me over with a car. I had to hide in the grape trees down by um, Olympus, Dodge Beach by San Castle. They had some grape trees there. And I could hear the car wow. going, look, he looking for me. And listen, family and friends, the minutes that I didn't hear that car, I had on one of those little um, halter top shirts and a shark jeans pants. I was young. I was 18. So I, I thought I was the hottest thing around at that time. But <laughs> no shoes. No shoes because I jumped out the car. No shoes. And the minute hmm. that I did not hear that car. Now, I'm talking about I'm a good probably 100 feet from the road. 
uh, when I did not hear that car from Dark Beach, people at home would know it. When you're going up that hill from San Castle Hotel, it, there's a, a turn on your right that you go up to the back, and it takes you to Walter M. Hodge Project, Saffarile. Going up that road mm. is not a road to drive on because it's full of, like, sharp rocks. It's, it's like you could yes, walk down yes. the road, but you can't, yes, you can't ride on that road. Let me tell y'all, when I tell y'all, I, I listen, fright would hmm. make you do some impossible things oh, yeah. that you don't think you oh, yeah. can do. I take oh, yeah. off running. I did not look back to see if that car was coming. I take hmm. on that rocky road, no shoes on, a little T-shirt and a piece of pants. And I did not <laughs> stop until I reached my mom's building. And you know who was waiting right there for me at that building? He was. He was. I, I was he, there. there was a gentleman there at the time, used to sit there at the time, you know, and I'm so proud of him because he was on drugs. He's no longer on drugs. He got his life together. But even though he was on drugs, he was tall. He was slim. Mm-hmm. But he does, you know how you have those slim guys with muscle and they have that strength? Mm-hmm. When he looked attack me. That's who saved my life that night. Oh, wow. And I am very grateful for this man sitting there that night because I would not have been here today. My God. When I was ready to get out that relationship, he I remember that day, he hit me. Wow. He hit me. I said nothing. I walked, come down to my mama, pop my crying. My mom had a machete in the house, and my sister had given me a machete. The machete, now, family and friends, I'm like five feet, five one. So the machete blade alone was from my hip to my ankle, to the bottom of my foot. That's how the blade was. I said, you know what? I had enough. I had enough. Hmm. You have got to come to that place. You have got to come. If you don't come to that place, it'll just keep repeating. It'll just keep repeating. I went inside and I got that machete. And that same guy that saved my life that night, turned around and saved his that day. Listen, I just think he parked his car behind the building. And I just went and I had the machete and I wrapped my hand around his locks and he had the car door open and Jesus. I break his head down. As I raised the machete, to my me, God. I thought this man stopped me. And when I look up, it was the same guy. Then when I turn around, it was my niece, grandmother, his aunt, my mom, and the neighbor. It took five people to hmm. get me off of him. And even yeah. though when he take off running, I run behind him with the machete. No, family and friends, like I said, I'm five feet five one. Oh, no. There's a lady that named Desiree, my niece, grandmother, my niece and nephew, my great niece and nephew, grandmother name is Desiree. And at the time, I probably say she was over 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. She was at my back. And because I was so angry, my blood was so boiled, mm-hmm. I did not yeah. realize uh, riding on my back as I was running to catch him. Do not stay in a relationship that would take you away from yourself. From yourself. Yeah, because when I sat down and I think about the consequences, even though I had the police report and stuff, I knew I would have done time because my past mm-hmm. history of my aggression and, and things mm-hmm. like that, they mm-hmm. would have given time because they would have said, you know what, she killed this man. We have reports yeah. on her as well being an aggressive person. We will give her time. Right. She need a time out. Yeah. You know, so I'm yeah. saying this family and friends, don't Ever allow no one to take yourself away from yourself. When I been with this guy, I walked the street like I was homeless. I was living with my mom because I was 18 years old. Was living with my mom, closet full of clothes, and I just hmm. decided to walk like a bum. I had no self care. Yeah, I had no you get to that place. Yeah, you get to that place. You get I to that place where you get fed up. Yeah, you get to that place where your self-esteem is gone, your self-worth is gone, and you just like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's that's when a lot of victims commit suicide. When they get to that place, 
they feel like, you know, it's no no need to be here. You know, I, I it's, it's useless. Yeah, it's useless. Like three times. Twice by yeah. taking pills and tried to cut my wrist because I was so fed up of being in that relationship. Like I said, mm-hmm. you know, all of this happened before my mom decided to send me away. And like I said, I came back home and ended up with the same guy. For what same reason? Yeah. I could sit here and think yeah. about it. No, I don't know why. I don't know why. Because you, because you didn't make that decision. Your mom took you away from him physically, but the the emotional connection and the mental connection that 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 was between the that was between y'all that never broke. That yeah. never broke. And, and I'm gonna say something, church. That's why we need to to have soul ties broken. Soul ties broken because that's what when we get in these relationships we don't have soul ties we don't break these soul ties in the name of Jesus we cannot function it's like you can't breathe you can't breathe with them and when you without them you can't breathe so it's like anywhere you go it's like you're dying you stay with them they're gonna kill you one way or the other or you're not with them and you feel like you killing yourself because the it's it, it, the you. I hate to say it like this, but you have got to be there to understand it. You know what I'm saying? You have got to be there to 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 have gone through some type of abuse to understand how the mind is reset after abuse. Because you, you're not the same like you once were. You don't think like you once thought. You don't behave like you once behaved. Just like Sister Shanice said, she just started walking around with no self-care. And a lot yep. of the times we see women walking around and we're like, what's wrong with them? Don't they care? Don't they love themselves? I spoke to you guys a while back. Uh, I don't know if it was on here or on Facebook when I spoke about the, the homeless population. The homeless population has a lot to do with abuse. A lot of these young kids on the street, you see, we're thinking, oh, they're just on drugs. They got on drugs to numb the pain of the of the abuse. They to, they got on drugs to numb the pain of the sexual abuse. The young girls, they got tired of their daddies or mama's boyfriend coming in to sleep with them. And so are the young boys and the women. They much rather be out on the streets rather than being in a house where a man is beating her, is tearing her down. So we have got to see how detrimental it is to to be in a place where a woman or a child or a man is that they have no freedom, they cannot breathe. And let me say this, we only have three minutes. Let me say this next week. Next week I, I'm gonna I wanted to say a little something about this, but I didn't get the chance to really say what I wanted to say. And now they're talking about defunding the police the police. And my thing is how are you gonna defund the police? How are you going to defund the police when there are so many people in pain? How are you going to defund the police? If if they defund the police, these abusers are going to do what they want to their victims. And there yep. will be nobody there to come to save them. These husbands and boyfriends are going to beat these women, these women and girlfriends. They're going to beat these men. They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to treat these children. They're going to starve these children, and there will be nobody to call on. I just pray to God that they don't put this on the ballot. Should America defund the police or not? Because if we defund the police, there is lawlessness. The Bible said we must do everything in decency and in order. And if we don't have the police, there are good ones. And, of course, there are always some few bad apples. Amen. Every police I've dealt with so far when I needed help, they were all nice to me. So I cannot say one bad police make every other police bad. That is a lie. Amen. So, so, But we need the police because somebody come breaking in. I have a disability. I don't see very well. Somebody come breaking in my house. I need assistance. I, who's going to come to save me? Who's going to come to help little old women who, who fell or little old women who got their purse stolen and whatnot? So we're going to have to talk about this. Sister Shanice and your brother Chris, I'll probably ask both of y'all to be on the show with me next week. And we're going to talk a little bit about defunding the police and how that's going to affect us. In uh, not just with domestic violence, but with other laws, but we're going to more focus on domestic violence. You guys, this is author and speaker, your host, Diane Lebron. We will see you next Tuesday, same time, same place. Until we meet again, walk with me, family. Let's go. Sister Shanice, as always, Brother Chris, thank you. I love you. See y'all next week.
Central Texas. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.